So do you think you got a pretty decent education? Well, I'm about to blow your mind with helping you see, as I saw one day, what a pitiful education I really had in reality when I learned what I'm about to share with you. Welcome to Becoming Wiser with Dr. Robert A. Rome, author and world-renowned public speaker as he shares stories involving his experiences and lessons learned in a good-spirited, positive, and fun way. Here's Dr. Robert A. Rome. Okay, so our time together today may be one of the most unusual educational experiences you've ever had in your whole life. I'm warning you, this will be different. Please feel free to get a pen, a piece of paper. If you'd like to jot down some thoughts, if you're driving, please be careful. You can always listen to this again. I have graduated from five different colleges and universities. Now, that's in addition to kindergarten, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth grade, which is elementary, middle school, and high school, then going off and graduating from a two-year college, then another two-year college to get my four-year degree, then a master's degree, and another master's degree, and a Ph.D., Five different, I have, are you ready for this? I have 26 years of education, 13 kindergarten through the 12th grade, and then 13 more years of college. 26 years is a lot of time to go to school. Now I'm going to share with you and ask you some questions as I review. Did you ever learn anything about the following people? First, how much did you learn in school about Adam and Eve? Did anyone take you through the book of Genesis and show you how sin entered the world? Did anyone teach you how listening to the wrong people will lead to wrong results? Did anyone share with you how anthropology began? I had a friend who graduated with a four-year degree in anthropology. He said, I learned more reading the Bible about anthropology than I did in a university, state university with a major in anthropology. See, if you don't know about Adam and Eve and how sin entered the world and how bad choices affect other people, I really question whether or not you or I have an accurate education. Number two, Noah. Did you study about Noah? Noah was able to build an ark. It took him and his three sons and of course, he may have hired out some other help too. 120 years. When's the last time you spent 120 years doing anything? Talking about longevity, talking about learning how. And by the way, Noah was an amateur. He built an ark. The professionals built the Titanic. I'll let you just think about that for a minute. The Titanic was built by professionals, and they said Almighty God couldn't sink this ship. That's the only thing it ever did. It just went out and sunk. Noah built an ark and saved the whole human race. How about this? Abraham, the father of faith, the father of our faith, the father of many nations, a sojourner, a traveler in a strange land. How about down the years after Abraham, Isaac, and his son, Jacob? Jacob had 12 sons. What do you know? Did you study anything about Jacob and about his 12 sons and the descendants of the nation of Israel and how they blessed the world? Have you done much of a study on Jacob? How about one of his sons, Joseph? Joseph became the prime minister of Egypt. Do you understand how Joseph thought and how he was able to save two nations, the nation of Egypt and the nation of Israel, as he was the prime minister? How much time, are you ready for this one? How much time, I know you spent a lot of time studying Moses, 
All of Western civilization is built on the laws of Moses. You can look up Blackstone Law. Blackstone was a British scholar who studied Moses. He read Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, and he wrote out all of Western law. That's for all of Western civilization. I know what you're thinking. I've never heard of any of this. Well, neither did I. Blackstone was a brilliant British scholar. Look him up. You can see a picture of him as he had a notepad and a Bible and read the first five books of the Bible and gave us all law that was based on British law and then became law in the United States of America. Boy, when I heard about all that, I thought, you know what? I'm not sure I got any education. Then how about Joshua? Have you ever studied Joshua? Joshua and his military tactics, one of the greatest military minds. Surely you've studied Joshua and also servant leadership. You see, Joshua was an apprentice to Moses. And when Moses died, everything was turned over. Do you know how to take leadership from another leader and continue it on? Have you studied how that works? Companies fail all the time. Are you aware that the Miami Dolphins, you can look this up. I can't, I'm not smart enough to make this stuff up. You can't make this stuff up. Joe Robbie, R-O-B-B-E, he owned the Miami Dolphins, but he did not have insurance policies in place correctly to pay for the taxes, and his family lost the Miami Dolphins because of poor planning. I wonder if Joshua, who would have thought, how are we going to move this when our leader is gone? Have you studied Joshua? What about the greatest king who ever lived? His name was David. Are you aware David never lost a battle? David was undefeated. Now, I once heard Bear Bryant, who was the coach at Alabama, he jokingly say, I never lost a football game, but a few times the clock ran out on me. Well, and of course, people would smile because he would simply mean by that, I am not a loser, I'm a winner. But sometimes the game ended before we could finish with our numbers in the winning column. Well, Bear Bryant lost some games. I have news for you. David didn't. Think about that. There's no military leader in human history that can say, I never lost a battle. The greatest military mind, the greatest king. How much time did you study about him in college, his methodologies, and the way he went around? Yes, this is the same David that went out and faced Goliath. Goliath said, am I a dog that you would come to me with a stick? In your hand, David said, I will cut off your head and feed you to the birds. How'd you like to have a military leader like that? Alexander the Great once said, I would not fear an army of lions if they were led by sheep, but I would fear an army of sheep if they were led by a lion. That was what King David was, a great military lion of a leader. Then what about, have you ever heard of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego? Have you ever heard about the people who stood for something and told the king, we can't bow down to the things that you want us to do? We just can't do it. They threw Daniel in a lion's den. They threw Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego into a fiery furnace because they had character and integrity and would not bow down to the wishes of someone that disagreed with what they believed in with all their heart. When's the last time you had a friend that had that kind of character and integrity? This is amazing, isn't it? I'm sharing with you, hopefully trying to the best the way I heard this. And I began to think, you know what? Some of the great, greatest leaders of all time, we, haven't st we don't know anything about them. We don't, we don't know anything. We, we, we study about people that 
were just normal, regular people instead of earth movers, instead of world shakers. You know, I once heard this. Sigmund Freud once said, man is nothing but a grown child. Jesus said, man is a lost son. Darwin said, man is nothing but an animal. Jesus said, man is a lost sheep. And Karl Marx once said, man is nothing but an economic puppet. Jesus said, man is a lost coin. You see, those guys all got close, but they didn't hit the nail on the head by understanding we represent or are seen by Almighty God as a valuable coin, as a valuable sheep, and as a valuable man or woman. What about Jeremiah? Are you familiar with the story of Jeremiah? Jeremiah preached for 70 years to a group of people who had turned their back on God. And you know how how many people listened to him? You know how many people said, Jeremiah, you're right. I'm going to follow what you say. Answer, none. (laughs) You heard me right, none. Can you imagine you're, you're speaking, preaching, teaching for 70 years and nobody believes you? They mock you. They make fun of you. They say you're crazy. Jeremiah stayed true, and it turns out everything that he said came to pass. Everything that he taught, everything that he predicted, it all unfolded. Well, we just got a few more. Have you ever heard of these four guys, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? I jokingly say because I have four grown daughters, when they were growing up, I would say, all right, girls, remember when you go on a date, always take a Bible. Always take a Bible and put it on the car seat between you and the boy because he's going to feel guilty crawling over Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John to come closer to you. Well, truth of the matter is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John wrote the four Gospels. Have you read them? Have you read what Matthew, who was a tax collector and had his whole life changed? Have you read what Mark, who was a young servant, and, and trying his best to get his feet on the ground and get some direction. He was probably the youngest gospel writer. Luke, who was a physician. Have you ever read about the healings and the miracles that Luke wrote about? John, who wrote about Jesus was God manifest in the flesh. How do you explain that? And John says he was full of grace and truth in John 1.17. Are you aware that that's the secret to life? being full of grace and truth. Here's what grace is. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. You're such a kind person. I really appreciate that opportunity. Truth is, all right, now here's what we need to get done. Let's get down and let's get focused. I have simplified it to this. Be good to people and get things done. That's grace and truth. Truth and grace working together. Got that from John. Thank you for that. Then we go on and we meet, of course, Jesus. How much have you ever studied him through the gospels? I think his life, we date our calendar by him. And then afterwards, you have Paul, one of the greatest men, and Barnabas. All throughout the book of Acts, it says Barnabas and Paul, Barnabas and Paul, Barnabas and Paul, because Barnabas was the one mentoring and guiding Paul. And then one chapter, it switches, and it starts talking about Paul and Barnabas. When was the last time you saw the mentor who was training someone switch places and become the mentee? You see, Paul passed him, Paul outgrew him, and Barnabas teaches how to let people pass us 
and go on to great things themselves. Then you have Peter and James and John and Mary and Martha and Mary Magdalene and so many wonderful people. I have tried in our brief time today to kind of grab you by the shoulders and say, do you really feel like you're educated? Now, I want to say something a little bit strong. I feel like having learned about the people that I've shared in our podcast today has given me, are you ready? A true education. I I really don't want to understand everybody who's ever lived simply because they made some great contributions. I honor Leonardo da Vinci and some of his great contributions. I honor George Washington and Abraham Lincoln. I honor Mother Teresa and many great, wonderful people. But those are people that we've studied in school, aren't they? Those are people that were in our curriculum. Those were people who were in our textbooks that we learned about them and we thought, oh, they are so wonderful. But when I begin to realize we have been greatly cheated by not learning the truth of the Bible characters that God raised up and put in his book. Now, hear me well. Listen, do you know why the Bible is called the Holy Bible? You will not read a book that's more full of dysfunction, murder, immorality, deception, and the list goes on and on and on. The Bible is probably the most violent, the most difficult, the most the book with the most stories of incest and immorality and dysfunction and murder and, and stealing. The book is full of terrible, horrible, I don't know if you've ever read it or not, and it's called a holy Bible. Do you know why that is? Because it's a book of truth. You see, that's why it's a holy Bible. God always tells the truth. I would have written the story of David and Goliath because that's a great story. But if I was writing the Bible, I would have left the story of David and Bathsheba out. That makes David look really, really bad. I mean, he succumbed to the temptation of another man's wife, and then he had that man murdered. This was the great general, the king who never lost a battle. Yeah, but boy, he had some bad days too, didn't he? And you study and you see how God forgave him and how he was broken before, and he listened to God, and God would guide him and develop and help him as he went through life. Well, there's your education. I've given you the big picture from 30,000 feet. Now let me encourage you, start your real education. Start reading the Holy Bible. It's not a Bible full of holes. It's a Holy Bible. It's a book full of truth. You can't finish it all in one day, but you can start the process. I would encourage, read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. When you come to the part you don't understand, skip it and keep reading. I love what Mark Twain once said. He said, it's not the things in the Bible that I don't understand that bother me. It's the things in the Bible I do understand that bother me. Boy, that powerful. There's a lot of good truth here. I've shared, given you an overview of some great people. Those are the ones who guide me in my real education, the education of how to do life and how to be the person 
that can be loving and kind, helpful to you, and profitable to God. I trust our podcast today has been helpful, and I look forward to our next time together when we learn to become a wise sage and grow wiser every day of our life until it one day comes to an end. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Dr. Robert Rome. Talk to you soon. Thank you. For more information about this podcast, please visit www.becomingwiserpodcast.com.